Welcome to Do Beautiful Things. I'm your host, Jenny Lawson, President and CEO of Keep America Beautiful. In this podcast, we'll discuss ending litter, the truth behind recycling, and making communities beautiful for people and for a more sustainable future. We'll be talking to industry experts, community leaders, and everyday people who want to do the right thing, including from time to time, my mother. Thank you for joining us. I hope you learned something, and I know I will. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Do Beautiful Things. For those of you who've been following the journey, thank you. We're exploring questions, busting myths, and clarifying facts around recycling in our ongoing series, Recycling Reality Check. Today, you're listening to a special episode we're calling Keep the Holidays Beautiful, a guide to sustainable holidays and New Year's. We're going to share some ideas for how you might host parties, wrap gifts, and embrace the holidays, along with ways to bid farewell to your holiday decor in a more eco-friendly way. So thanks for joining us. I am delighted to welcome today McCall Friedags, who is the producer of Do Beautiful Things, and together we're going to help you celebrate sustainably. Hi, McCall. How are you? I'm great, Jenny. I'm excited that uh, I get to be on your podcast. As a producer, as a former podcaster myself, this is really just in the heart of what I love to do. Great, great, great. Well, let's get started. Do you want to start to share with people some tips for, um, since we're all in that last minute rush, for, for gift wrapping? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm actually going to use a couple of these ideas myself as I'm wrapping up my last minute gifts for the holiday. Jenny, I don't know if you're like me, but I wait until the very last minute to do gift wrapping. And I uh, I imagine that I'll probably run out of wrapping paper and I'll have to be creative. So one of the things that the team put together for ideas for gift wrapping sustainably is reusing newspaper. I know there are a lot of people that don't get the newspaper delivered anymore, but there's still a good portion of Americans that get that newspaper. And it's fun to take that newspaper and wrap up those gifts. Another idea, which is something that I think I'm going to do, is taking those fancy napkins, um, the cloth napkins, of course, that you use to decorate the table with, and you can put a champagne bottle in it or a um, a wine bottle and wrap it up really nicely or even take a scarf and wrap up something like that that's really misshaped yes. that doesn't necessarily work with wrapping paper. Yeah. You know, another idea along that line is uh, tea towels. And I just think it's a great way to sort of give two gifts in one. So uh, finding a, a holiday tea towel and then, you know, wrapping a difficult item in that, or even something that's pretty straightforward, like a round candle with a big bow. It, it, it's a great way to uh, bring a lot of festivity and give two gifts in one. Yeah. And uh, how you know, would it be if yeah. you were shopping local and found a tea towel that was made by a local store and you're supporting local and gifting? Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, and, and then there's all those edible gifts. Yeah. So, you know, the the uh the granola i have a friend who makes the best granola and mm. and she sends it over in a big glass ball jar uh with just a cute piece of scrap fabric cut out um as the the sort of festive touch on that it's completely reusable and i look forward to 
uh, eating all that granola over the holidays and sending back maybe uh, um, something healthy for, for January when we all try and uh, uh, take off those holiday pounds. So uh, it's reusable and a fun way to have an exchange with friends. For a second, I thought you were going to say, send it back with a note inside that says refill, please. <laughs> oh, no, there's a good there's idea. idea. <laughs> um, okay, so the next thing that I have on the list here is shop smart, shop sustainable. And I think it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about is shop local, support some of those local businesses. And when you're shopping, bring the reusable bags. It's so easy to do. And, and here in Connecticut, uh, and and in fact, I was just out in California a couple of weeks ago. They they don't have bags. You mm-hmm. have to figure out how to walk out with what you've got if you uh, didn't bring one or didn't buy buy a reusable bag in the store. So I think it's a great idea to to carry your reusable bags uh, with you. And uh, many many brands now who do give you a bag make those reusable, so you can use them in other locations. So I uh, I have a stash in in the car. I have a stash, you know, in my office. I stick one in my briefcase because you just never know when you're going to uh, need to stop in and pick up a little something, especially all of the groceries that that we buy this time of year. Uh, You know, the other thing is to look for recycled content, even in your shopping bags. It's a really (laughs) great thing to find those bags that are made from recycled material. Recycled material is really changing. And there's some beautiful fabrics out there that are soft to the touch and really warm and have a lot of wicking and heat retention properties. So it's an exciting time to be able to start to make choices that are more sustainable. Uh, and then there's all those people, you know, who who do the, the upcycling. They'll find uh, things from the thrift store and, and blend them together to make a cute dress out of what was a too short skirt and a too long top. You know, they, people mm-hmm. are way more creative than I am, but it's, it's a real... Uh, a really good way and a fun time of year to to close the loop. Yeah. And speaking of closing the loop and shopping and, you know, we said, remember to bring those reusable bags, unless you live in California and New York, it's just built in habit that you have to bring it to the grocery store. But say you forget and you do take the plastic bags home. The next time you go to the store, they have those bins. As soon as you walk in, you know, gather all the plastic bags and take them with you and put them in that bin. Next time you'll probably remember because you're bringing that bag of plastic bags with you to bring your reusable bags, but it's a way to close the loop and to get rid of all those plastic bags in a very eco-friendly way. That's right. And if you just think about the carbohydrates this time of year and the, and the <laughs> sweets, and the breads and the rolls and all the bags they come in, those things don't go in recycling. So, so they need to be recycled at a a facility that can handle that. So so put those bags all together, take them back to the grocery store or, or those big box stores and and uh, really help to uh, improve recycling. It's a, it's a great, great, great piece of advice. And then there's all the cards, right? Like yeah. this time of year, um, I just love, I love getting cards from people. And I've got an aunt and a cousin and together they take cards from over the years and cut them out and recreate these sort of um, homemade cards that are 
beautiful. Somebody's got the neck with the scissors and, and they add their own personal little designs around them. So it's a wonderful project for uh, kids and families of, of all ages to create those Christmas cards rather than um, buy those new. Especially if you're a scrapbooker, I think you can do a lot of creative things with those cards that you get sent to you. And again, if if you're if you're not that creative and we're all really busy this time of year, you know, looking for the recycled content on mm-hmm. cards, there's so many great cards that are made from recycled content these days. We're lucky to be able to find more sustainable choices in uh, in what we buy. Absolutely. I think this next tip you can speak to personally, Jenny, about hosting an eco-friendly gathering. Uh, You invited the whole KAB team to your home over the summer, and we had an eco-friendly gathering of the team. So what tips or advice could you give? It's not that hard. There are easy things that you can do. Use your everyday dishes, stacks of your everyday dishes with a colorful raffia bows on the napkins, uh, recycled napkins, or even use cloth napkins tied with a bright holiday bow can be a great holiday tip that's easy to uh, implement, cuts down on unneeded paper products and unneeded waste. Uh, I think folks are much more open to uh, this idea of, of not creating waste in the holidays and so happy to have a dish or a plate to use that um, that they know doesn't cut down a tree or or create a carbon footprint when it's used. There's some other few really interesting tips. Ball makes aluminum cups that are much like the sort of a traditional uh, red solo cup. The, the ball cups are the same size, but they're made from aluminum. And what we know from earlier podcasts is aluminum. It's like 98% recyclable, right? And it can be recycled indefinitely. So there's a much longer lifespan for an aluminum cup. Any other ideas that come to mind for you, McCall? Yeah. One thing that stood out to me when I did come to your home was the fact that it was very clear where I would put my stuff that I had, right? So you had specific bins. This is the trash. This is where the recyclable goes. And it may seem overwhelming as a host to to do that, but it was so nice to be a guest at your home and it was just really clear and easy for me. And it was a teachable moment of, oh, hey, this is where this could go and this could go here. Yeah. And I mean, even composting, right? Like many people compost right now. They have a service that comes or their municipality offers composting uh, or they take their compost to a local facility And just having a bin that's specific to composting can really help uh, teach people and uh, do so much. There's so much uh, cooking and baking and food scraps that happen this time of year to really cut down on the volume of waste that goes into the landfill. Composting is a great way to to do a lot of that. And then there's all those beautiful centerpieces. I'm lucky, you know, I I live in in Connecticut and... uh, So there's holly trees and evergreens and lots of natural wildlife and nature around me that that it's fun to go foraging for uh, pretty pieces that can decorate your house. Sometimes I've even taken branches and I think, you know, thank you, Martha Stewart, and, and, you know, use some of that spray snow on a natural branch to create the look that I want, but you're not 
without buying this, you know, massive quantities of things that you then have to throw away. Yeah, I actually just saw something that she uh, put out over the weekend about making holiday decor. She has a Christmas tree farm and she was, you know, snipping a little here and a little there and was creating a bow for her um, fireplace. But those are some great ideas when you're talking about decorating your home. Probably by the time most people are listening to this podcast, they might be past the decoration phase, but maybe not when you're decorating for um, dinner time, as you mentioned, a, a creative little centerpiece that's fresh. You know, you might be doing that when you're listening to this podcast. Okay, so I think that kind of covers everything leading up to the holidays. Now, what do we do with everything after the holidays? And we have some great ideas for you to deal with that post-holiday decor. Our first topic is reuse and repurpose. You know, save those holiday decorations for the next year. I have so many decorations that I've collected over time and I just find new places to put them when I do want to buy new ornaments. How about you, Jenny? I'm that much older. So uh, with three grown children that uh, we have a, a lifetime of Christmas decorations. And so uh, figuring out the right way to, to share those with the kids and pass them on to the next generation is a little bit where my head is mm -hmm. to these days. And, you know, the other thing that we do uh, and have for years is hold on to your wrapping material. Um, it, it can be reused for sure. I, I re-gift gift bags all the time. Um, some of them are gorgeous and, and very, very sturdy. So figuring out how to pass along a gift bag to uh, to to uh, uh, another well-deserving friend is sort of a common practice in our friend group as a way to, uh, you know, be a little bit more sustainable in our gift giving. And and so saving those, saving the ribbons from year to year uh, is, I think, really, really helpful. I agree. And I, I do that beyond just the holiday season. I have so many birthday gift bags and baby shower gift bags, you know, baby showers. I have to make sure that I'm going to a girl baby shower for my daughter being a girl. But um, yeah, I, I do the same thing. I collect and keep them all. And then they could also be crafting items later. We talked about earlier in this podcast, scrapbooking or just creating something fun and festive with some of those old gift bags. Family heirlooms, I am an avid collector of nutcrackers, so that is something that I think about passing down at some point to my daughter. She's starting to collect with me as well. I have um, a whole village of those porcelain houses that my grandmother passed down to me. Did you have anything in your family that you passed down from generation to generation? So my grandfather uh, had one of those, uh, I think it's HO model trains. Mm -hmm. uh, that that went around on a track, and as a kid, I remember that in the house, and um, and so that now is handed down uh to to my kids, and um, I I actually think they've split it up so they each have three or four cars as a memory of of that uh from my grandfather's, uh, and then little ornaments um that that were special to the kids, um my my daughter who's the third child. Uh, always talks about the fact that that there aren't very many ornaments with her name on it. We were sort of tired by then, <laughs> and so and so there are some really funny, silly, special ornaments that we just hold on to over the years. Um, and uh, and 
you know, that's how you create the memories. Um, it's, it's not always what you buy. It's how you remember the experience and the time together. Well, I think that's the easy topic that we've hit, you know, the things that mean something to you or easily can hold on to another year. But we do have some items that we have to sort and separate and make sure that we are disposing of them properly. And so one of the things we talk about is trying to separate, you know, your metal decorations from your plastic figurines, natural materials like your wreaths and your pine cones for uh, composting, things like that. Right, Jenny? Well, right. And there's, you know, there's the packaging and there's the ribbons, right? And you want to kind of separate those two so that, you know, paper can be recycled in some cases and, and, uh, and the ribbons maybe not. And so to really make sure you're taking just that minute, you don't need to get the tape off. That's not such a big deal, but taking anything that's got metal or plastic ribbons or, or decoration, separate that from the paper to make sure, um, that you're helping our recycling partners as best as we can. Absolutely. And the next part would be once we've separated them, we're disposing where they need to go, recycling bin, garbage, or composting. We have leftover stuff. Why not donate, right? Absolutely. When when you can, um, natural materials or, or other things that get donated for, for what their component pieces are. So are there bells that you know can be used for crafting at the local elementary school or the senior center? Uh, are there cards that can be repurposed, as we talked about earlier, for next year? There are lots of different ways that you can think about, um, you know, moving things on to their next most wonderful life. And I think that's a great point to bring up. You may just think, first of all, take it to the Goodwill or the Salvation Army. But there are a lot of places like community centers and schools that may just take those extra decorations for next year and uh, be able to use them. Maybe they have a Christmas play or a holiday event that. You know, it would be nice if they had some new stuff and didn't have to go out and buy it. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, and the other, the the even behind me here, the the big item in the room that that tree, right? And many, most communities now have some form of tree recycling programs in their communities, whether it's curbside or whether you have to take it to a, a special location. Tree recycling is really important. There, there's in many communities those are used for uh, mulch for the community creates mulch that they turn around and they put in gardens in the local neighborhoods in the spring. Here near my house in Connecticut, the folks at Trout Unlimited have been working on stream bank restoration, so restoring riverbanks. And they use old Christmas trees to kind of form new banks. If you think about it, the water comes down and the silt and the leaves and the debris stick into the branches of that old tree and start to form a new river bank so they can really support stream restoration. I just thought it was the most exciting use of a Christmas tree. So really, there are a lot of things that can happen when you uh, when you take the minute to recycle that tree. And if it's a plastic tree, take it down, dust it off and store it away till next year. There was always this question of what, you know, what's the better thing? What's, mm -hmm. is it better to have a fresh tree or a, a plastic tree that you put up again? It's about 50, 50, they, there are pros and cons to each. And so, um, you know, it's a decision that every household can make for themselves. Uh, but there's a lot you can do to make the, the whole experience more sustainable. 
Yes, absolutely. And you were talking about um, how in your community, they're putting the Christmas trees in the rivers. They're doing something similar here in a, in a local lake in Southwest Ohio, where um, to help build up the ecosystem. So they take the Christmas trees and they put them on the bottom of the lake. It's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, kudos to them. That would be one vote for a live Christmas tree, I think. From, yes. From- also, there is, you know, the, you have the community events where you can take back the Christmas tree, but then there's also events that happen all year round. Say you have those Christmas lights that just aren't working anymore or an electronic that you need to get rid of. Um, finding out in your community where to take those things to and when to take them uh, is really a good idea so they don't wind up in the trash. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So looking for those e-recycle events, that's a great place to recycle your Christmas lights. Um, Or just, you know, check in with your waste management folks. You know, I think it's a number we should all have uh, a a little more familiarity with. Just call them up. They're there to help you do the right thing. So uh, think of them as your partner and, and they can really steer you in the right direction. Absolutely. I think one of the most sustainable things any of us can do that creates sustainability is as you can get out with friends and family, spend some time outside, take a walk, enjoy nature. It's a lovely time of year to really see the bones of trees and the nuances of what the quiet and peaceful season is all about. Um, Together, these things um, help us understand the cycles uh, and the loops, the closed loop of our own existence. And so uh, in, in this holiday, I just really do invite peace and um, good wishes to all of you. And thank you for listening to Do Beautiful Things. And we are excited for our upcoming season in the new year and look forward to be back, being back with you soon. Now, McCall, I think there are some things on the website we want to make sure people know about. Yes, you can visit the website and find our holiday ebook there if you want to download to read more about these sustainable holiday tips. Share it with your friends or maybe just keep it as a guide for yourself if you're hoping to host an eco-friendly event maybe later on in the year. That's great. And that's kab.org. McCall, thank you. Thanks for helping to bring this podcast to life all year too. It's been a pleasure to work with you. And I am very excited for bringing you more Do Beautiful Things in 2024. Happy holidays.